Greetings and welcome to Community Spotlight, sharing news that you can use. Sometimes it's entertainment, motivation, or education. This weekly program airs from 11.30 to noon every Sunday on the Black Experience in Music at WKDU 91.7 FM, or you can stream us all over the world at www.wkdu.org slash listen now. I am Sherry Pennington. I am the creator and the host of Community Spotlight. And today we're going to speak with our guest, who is Tanya Austin. She has worked in the aviation industry as a first responder, brand ambassador, and customer service representative to travelers worldwide, representing regional and global carriers, such as Delta Airlines and United Express. Tanya has worked in charter, private, and commercial aviation. Tanya is a pilot and aviation business owner invested in attaining a commercial pilot certification. She has been passionate about her work with nonprofit groups, such as the Tuskegee Airmen Incorporated and Black Pilots of America, where she has held a board member role and is the treasurer and recruiter. She volunteers with groups like Sisters of the Skies and is currently the operations manager at the Red Tail Flight Academy, and that's based at the Stewart International Airport. Tanya is an active member of Women in Aviation International, the Organization for Black Aerospace Professionals, and the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. She contributes her spare time supporting those who need help in these and other organizations. Tanya has over 25 years of sales, service, and management experience and has worked for both government and private sectors. And with that, Tanya, we welcome you to Community Spotlight. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Sherry. Yes. So I'm curious, so when did your interest in aviation begin? And let's talk about what is your current status. I shared some of it, but why don't you give us your backstory? Well, when I was young, I always, you know, I love people watching and trying different types of food and, you know, just things that you do through travel. Uh, we were really poor, so we didn't have money to be able to do that. But uh, when I turned 18, I started to take little trips and I caught the bug. I would go to like Cancun, you know, native Texans. I'd go as far as I could go on my <laughs> on my budget. Um, okay. And I started to go so often that someone at uh, the airport asked me, you know, about being crew. They told me I should consider being crew. And I didn't know what crew was. I had no idea. And I found out later and they said, oh, well, you should be a flight attendant. I'm like, there aren't any black flight attendants. Um, but to fast forward the story, uh, I did go to become a flight attendant. And that's what started this entire journey. Um, due to an accident that I had unrelated to work, I couldn't be a flight attendant anymore. And I realized, you know, coming from a family of merchants, this was the only thing that I ever like really cried for as far as a job. I never thought about having a job or a profession or anything that that I would have to be tied to. But when I couldn't fly, I realized how much I loved it. And 
I was told that I wouldn't be able to be a flight attendant and I decided to become a pilot. Oh. And I went from there. I couldn't stand up, you know, for hours. I uh, decided to sit down and keep doing it. So that's, oh. I'm on that journey right now. That's a big leap. That was a <laughs> big is. leap. How long were you a flight attendant? I was a flight attendant for five years. Okay. Okay. But you just love the sky so much. That you I love the experience of every time you, you uh, landed, it was a new place to see and, okay. and, Things that it's the best education you could have, in my opinion. Uh, travel, you learn a lot about worldview, and I love that. Um, and that's what really, really got this whole thing started. Okay, so in your five years of being a flight attendant, what was some of the most exciting places, or what stood out the most in terms of your experience to a different land? Well, obviously, places. Uh, in West Africa stood out to me. Um, I love the South of France. Nice is another place that stands out. Um, Prague, there's so many different places and, and every experience is unique. But what stood out to me is that when I was working at the airline, people think about flight attendants as you know, serving drinks. Um, certain airlines teach you about cultural awareness. Mm -hmm. And you learn all these different things so that when you get to whatever your destination is, you can move properly and so that you can serve that that customer. I learned so much. That's what piqued my interest. And just going into the cockpit and watching the aircraft push through the clouds, it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it says you're trying to, so you're currently, what's the difference? A commercial pilot? I guess you're a private pilot. Is that right? Yes. So private pilots are general aviation pilots. Um, a commercial pilot could be many things, uh, but technically what it means is that you can be hired to fly people or things around. So to be a commercial pilot means that you could fly a private jet or you could fly for the airlines fly you know for the military okay. uh, there's so many different things you could do as a commercial pilot very good so you and i were introduced by a mutual travel person and uh you know i've been having a lot of travel on my show recently so i want to also talk when you and i had a conversation previously we kind of mentioned about this academy the red tail uh aviation academy and that kind of piques my interest too so Tell us about that academy and what, what is the purpose and what's your role, those sort of details. Well, the Red Tail Flight Academy is an academy that was inspired by the Tuskegee Airmen. And it's been put in place to continue their legacy, to help and recruit and develop aviators of color and to help alleviate uh, pilot shortages and, and other shortages, quite frankly, in the aviation uh, industry. Uh, I am the operations manager as well as a safety manager there. Uh, this is an absolutely dynamic uh, academy and there are several programs that are associated with the Red Tail Flight Academy. Um, there are scholarships for students from 18 to 25 years of age uh, of color um, and the point is to get them from 
zero to hero. They don't have to have any type of experience. We do ask that they have one flight at least. So we'll know that it's, it's really cool on the ground, but we want you to experience that one flight to see if you're really uh, into it. And then that's really it. Obviously, you know, there's a great GPA average and recommendation from different uh, Tuskegee Airmen chapters, um, but that's pretty much what's needed to be able to get a scholarship there. Um, but we even start before that. There's a program that we have for children starting in the second grade. Uh, every Saturday, we introduce the second to seventh graders to uh, STEM and STEAM concepts as they relate to aviation. Oh. Uh, and then every Monday, we have a program for high school students where we're giving them ground school to prepare them to be able to sit to take the actual FAA written test to become uh, a pilot. And we also solo them in aircraft if they demonstrate that they have what it takes to, to move forward. An amazing program. So where is the program located for the, the under, you know, I guess through high school students? Well, all three of the programs are in the uh, Hudson Valley area of New York. Uh, it's just half an hour or so from the West Point Military Academy, um, maybe an hour away from Woodstock. <laughs> we can give you a reference. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, upstate New York. Upstate New York. Okay. Yes. And we accept students from around the country. I should say that. Okay. And how long has the Academy been in operation? The Academy has been in operation for two years, but the entire program has been in effect for 25 years in the community. So what's the difference? You said, so yeah, what's the difference? I'm confused. Well, the difference is this for 25 years, uh, the leadership has been doing this, uh, offering these concepts and training these children for years for for free. And they just come in and, and, and train children, no matter what background you come from, financially, your race or whatever it is. For 25 years, they've been giving back to this community, uh, teaching this. Uh, but a few years ago, uh, a benefactor that will go unnamed was so impressed with all of the community efforts that they actually donated a helicopter and the proceeds from the helicopter actually started the flight academy. We were able to get a brand new aircraft wow. and uh, we have space on the airport grounds and uh, leadership components. There's so many different moving parts to this academy. Um, it's amazing. That sounds amazing. So for the other uh, kids that, you know, I guess the ones that will come from around the country, that's more geared to the 18 to 25 year olds, correct? How does one get involved with it? Uh, how do you, how do they know about it? How do they apply for it? What does is the curriculum like? So many questions. Okay. okay, so how they apply, they go to our website, which is www.redtailflightacademy.org. And a prerequisite is that you belong to a Tuskegee Airmen chapter. There are 55 chapters across the United States. You can join any of those chapters. Um, and you have to have a recommendation from someone in one of those chapters. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had students that have come from Florida, uh, Colorado, 
New Jersey, um, just all over the place. Um, we currently have students, again, there's some, I think California, Maryland, uh, just, they come from all over the country. And um, the curriculum, we use uh, what's called a 141 uh, type of uh, curriculum. And basically we use Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson is a Boeing company. Boeing makes, you know, the 737 and 757, the aircraft that you fly in when you go to the airlines generally. That company makes books uh, that are approved by the FAA, and we use that curriculum. Uh, another part of the training that you receive at the school is we take these students to actually go and interact across the country in leadership events so that they know how to move in a room of C-suite executives. Um, and also, so they're introduced to other areas of aviation outside of just joining the military or being in the airlines. Well, that sounds phenomenal. How long is the program? Well, the program typically, the first year, it took 10 months to get, you know, students from no time in their logbook all the way to commercial multi-engine certified pilots. And all of those students, um, they work for, two of them are flying Falcon private jets, uh, one upstate New York, one is in Florida. Uh, one works for American Express Corporate Aviation. Mm. She's flying jets for them, but she's also uh, doing things in the office for them. Okay. Um, we have another one that's down in the Carolinas. He works for an aviation safety giant and he is so young he is a certified flight instructor, but he's he's so young, he's not old enough to go and fly for any of these uh, companies yet. Mm -hmm. What's the age uh, requirement to fly? Well, to get a private license, uh, the FAA says you have to be 17 years of age. Uh, most airlines and other uh, companies, they would have you to come in between the ages of 20 to 23 years old. The two young men that I told you about that are flying the Falcon jets, mm -hmm. they're none of these, none of them are over 24 years old. Okay. All of them are, you know, that have been placed. Got you, got you. How does one find out how to, I guess, join up with a Tuskegee group in their area? Well, what you would do is go to uh, Tuskegee Airmen uh, Inc. So it's like TAI.com. You could go there. Um, or you could also go to our website and, and there's an info box where you can send an inquiry um, and then we could get you over to national, maybe a chapter in your local area. So what's the trend been to, you know, for more students becoming aware and enrolling in the program? I don't know what your numbers look like now. And is there a target number of uh, diversity that you're trying to reach? So I'm gonna touch on something else to kind of get to the answer. Um, aviators of color, let's start with, with uh, our brothers. In the military, they make up 2% of aviators, 2%. Wow. Same as what it was when the Tuskegee Airmen flew more than 80 years ago. Okay, the women, the sisters that are in, in uh, the military, you can't quantify the number because it's too low. Um, 
in in the uh, airline industry, uh, the brothers make up maybe 3.9%, right around there. It may have moved to four, uh, but 3.9% is the number and black females make up less than 1%. I am in a group called Sisters of the Skies and there are about 150, 160 uh, women there from housewives to four-star generals. Um, but a lot of them are in the airlines and, and few and far in between. So we have to change this. Uh, a lot of airlines are coming up with recruitment efforts to try to hire more than half, you know, half of the, the new people they take on, they want them to be uh, minorities, whether it be people of color or women. Uh, and we are recruiting in every single way that we can, from grassroots, from from being in community centers and churches and getting into the schools. Uh, again, airlines have started to, to have their own schools now. And and it, we're in dire need, not only for pilots, mm -hmm. um, aviators of uh, every area, aircraft mechanics, you know, people that, attorneys that work in, in the office, aviation medical examiners. Um, people can't necessarily go take tests fast enough, even though they've met the prerequisites Mm -hmm. because there's a shortage, a shortage of FAA designated pilot examiners. So there's a big shortage. So all of us can relate to being stuck at the airport, delays, cancellation, because there's no, not enough crew or because the crew that was there, they've flown so long that they've timed out. So they have to get their legal rest. So we're stuck somewhere. So it affects everybody. Yes, it does. And I was going to ask, so what does the Academy do to train people in these areas, because that's a broad spectrum of things that you just mentioned. What is the focus of the academy, per se? The academy, our core training uh, is in two areas. Um, train to be a pilot or train to be an aircraft mechanic. We have partnered with a local community college where we sponsor a portion of the scholarship and the community college sponsors the other part. Now, all of the students that come to us, some of them are training to be pilots, but they're going into other, other areas. We have a young man that is, is working with us right now. He's about to be certificated. He's coming to a theater near him very soon, but this young man wants to be an aviation attorney. So he is literally starting from the bottom and he wants to learn everything about it. So before he becomes an aviation attorney, he will already be a pilot. Um, and for others, when they say that they want to do something in some area, we find an internship and we align them with those internships. Like I told you, the young lady that's working at uh, American Express Corporate Aviation, people don't know that American Express has aircraft. People don't know that McDonald's, they have jets they fly their people around in or AT&T or all these different companies. Um, if you express that you'd like to do something in aviation, we make it a point to develop relationships with these benefactors uh, and we send them off for internships and, they, and we go from there. That's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. So what does the calendar look like in terms of enrollments and how does one, I mean, we, you told us your site, they can go apply to, so I'm looking for the calendar and the scholarship, how to get scholarships and costs. Yes. So the scholarships 
we have a few different options for people looking to get scholarships. Um, some people have come to us and they have one license already. Um, and then but they're, they've exhausted all of their funds. So they, they'll have that private and then they need to get the instrument and the commercial. We offer them the option to be able to get two scholarships. Uh, and again, those internships, paid internships, and we usually uh, place them with employment. Okay, so the scholarship calendar, we just closed the session. So we have new scholarships students coming in in September. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go for each rating that they get. It's going to take them at least six weeks to go through each cycle. Okay. So the last quarter of the year uh, will have the scholarship window open again. But this is what I'd like to encourage people to do. If they're interested, look at that website every week, every week, because there's so many things that we have going uh, and you can just go there, apply, and maybe you want to apply, but you don't have every all the prerequisites. At least go to the website, check out what you need, and prepare your package so when the window does open, you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because it sounds like it's a school year, a regular kind of September to June or something like that, maybe. July. You're absolutely right. Until May. Yes. Until May. Okay. Okay. And... How much is it? I mean, are some people paying for it out, out of pocket as well? That's a great question. We do have a program where we're open. It's called a public access. Mm -hmm. um, it's expensive. I, I, I will tell you a real number that I've paid, and I've met all the prerequisites for commercial. I paid $97,000 out of my retirement. Wow. That is why we have this academy there it's a systemic problem mm -hmm. you know it's very very expensive it's bad enough that you don't know anyone you know i i didn't have anybody in my family that was in the military i didn't know any pilots let alone flight attendants and even after working at the airlines it took a few years of researching for me to find out you know how i was going to get this done so i would just say on average to get to the commercial level uh, and to get the hours that you need to get to the airlines, there's a 1500 hour requirement that mm -hmm. can be upwards of, you know, a hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, lot. it is. But what is it nowadays? How much money can you make as a commercial pilot? Just say flying, you know, me. <laughs> OK, so so it depends on what area of work you go into. Right. So. Just the pilot, the commercial pilot. But what I mean is like some people, maybe they work for American Express and they mm -hmm. only find the executives around. Um, okay. So maybe they're making $150,000 to $300,000 a year. I see. Um, a new pilot in the airlines, they are offering $100,000 bonuses. Actually, if you knew someone. Wow. That was, you know, that was credentialed. You yourself could go on some website and go and find someone for them and they'll pay you a bonus just for finding that person. So that's not the salary. That's just to come in and, and commit. Okay. So um, 
these are union-based jobs. The the salaries are are published. Uh, when you're in the airlines, it could be, you know, ninety to a hundred thousand dollars to start. Okay. And 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 I should say you're only flying fourteen days a month with that. Mm -hmm. oh, um, okay. But then it goes all the way up to you know half a million dollars annually, and you're still only flying those fourteen days a month. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's something to consider. That's a beautiful schedule. <laughs> you know, it, it it could be, it's hard work. I will not say that it's the easiest thing because sometimes, you know, you're going to miss a graduation. You're going to miss that wedding. Okay. An anniversary. But then once you get enough seniority, that anniversary that you missed, you know what? You, you forget about it when you're having it in Bora Bora. That's <laughs> so anyway, you, yeah. you know? Yeah, it is a lot of struggles going on in the airline nowadays, as we can see, um, with the weather being problematic constantly, people stuck at airports, uh, you know, the, the fights on the planes, it's just so much drama, I don't get it. The air traffic control is not coming in. What is, is madness? And uh, I mean, I don't, you don't have answers to these things, but... Um, I don't have answers to them, but I can say that, you know, just like with any other profession, people are stressed out. Um, but a way that you can kind of alleviate that is, you know, take the burden off their shoulder by putting in more people that are qualified to kind of manage the workload better. And that's that's a part of what we're trying to do here. When the students come or the uh... Right. The students come. Is there housing for them? How does that work out? Or are they expected to get their own housing? Initially, the housing was provided and we are looking to go back to that model. However, now when you come because you're not going all the way through with the scholarship, you may come with already with a license and you don't need to stay there for very long. Mm -hmm. So there is housing available. Uh, we do have some options there, and uh, some people can either roommate with each other. Sometimes they stay right there at the Hilton Homewood Suites that are on the airport grounds that are walking distance because our academy is literally on the airport grounds. Okay. So you can walk there. So we encourage people to tap into funds from their local chapter, ask their local chapter for hotel points. You know, uh, again, roommate with people. Uh, if they have family in the area, uh, you know, they can have either stay with their family or there's sometimes host families. There are a lot of different ways to get it done. Um, but the housing at this very moment is not provided. It, okay. it hadn't been. Um, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but because of what the students are receiving, they work it out. All right. Sounds like a plan to me. Well, that's good information. And again, it's in upstate New York. You can give us the specifics one more time as we have, it looks about uh, three more minutes to go. So give us the specifics and what, what advice would you give to someone who is considering a career in aviation? Okay. So I'll answer the, the second question first. I would say go to your local airport. If you don't know, there's so many small general aviation airports. Uh, Google them, find out, go to that airport, try to speak with people that work there. 
join one of these civil aviation organizations, Tuskegee Airmen Incorporated, Sisters of the Skies, uh, Organization for Black Aerospace Professionals, uh, Black Pilots of America. There's so many of these groups. And because we all know the struggle, people are always willing to help. So take a discovery flight, hang out at that airport and you know, really get involved, find a mentor or come and volunteer at an air show, do something like that. And that's how you, know, you can get involved. Um, as far as the Red Tail Flight Academy, we are located at the Stewart International Airport and uh, that's upstate New York. Um, and it is near the uh, Stewart International. Uh, there's an Air National Guard base actually on the airport grounds. Okay, the address is 1132 First Street, Building 118, and that's New Windsor, New York, 12553. All right. And going to your website, they're going to go to Red Tail Academy. Redtailflightacademy.org. There you go. Excellent. Okay. Thank you so much. So we, we'd like to thank uh, Tanya, Tanya Austin that we've been speaking with of the Red Tails Aviation Academy, hoping that you audience have found some or heard some news that you can use. It sounds like an excellent program and we wish all of us well in pursuing these types of dreams and career opportunities. So pass that on to someone that you may know. So as usual, we thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have news that you think that we can use, by all means, submit it to us at wkdu.org, Attention Community Spotlight. As always, we ask that you go in peace, stay in peace, be safe out there, and by all means, tell everyone you know to put the guns down. <laughs>